I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Bobby Moore as a Jeff Hurst. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. Season 7, episode 33. With me tonight, back from his perm, is Jonathan. Good evening, Jonathan. Where are you? I'm at home in my loft. And what is my perm issue? Is that what you said last week? You were having your perm, like an 80s perm, proper like, you know... Uh, Kevin Keegan kind of perm. Uh, How did it come out? Yeah, really nice. Good. Anyway, it's not a hairdressing podcast. I look like a scouser. Um, <laughs> and uh, back is Nigel. Uh, where are you? What are you up to, Nigel? I'm in my shed. Are you? I am. Are you really? Though? No, I am actually. <laughs> she told me earlier when we spoke off air, you said you'd be in your kitchen. Yeah, but she's home now. So ah. I, I dashed out to me uh, to my shed. Is it is your? It's been raining a lot in London town. Is your shed completely waterproof? Yeah, it is. It's a little leak that I've got to fix yeah. coming in from the bottom. But apart from that, Excellent. yeah, good. Anyway, it's not a shed podcast. Unfortunately, no George tonight. He's having his uh, legs waxed, um, so hopefully he will be back next week. But uh, uh, without the hair on his legs. Um, all good footballers, you know, have their legs waxed now anyway, but it's not a beauty podcast. Well, Let's talk about the football. The certainly seem to be in touch with their feminine side. I mean, perms and waxing. Well, certainly in Sean's <laughs> world. Either that or Sean's got some kind of feminine side going on that I'm going to tell us about. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Why do you dream up these things, Sean? Your, your seedy little mind. Let's talk about some football. Uh, 15 years of waiting uh, to get a win over Chelsea. We didn't quite... It, it felt like a win, um, but um, Paolo Di Canio brace 
and a Defoe, I think, is the last time we won in 2002, wasn't it? 2002? Yep. September 2002. Um, uh, Franco Sola uh, uh, scored against us. And uh, who was the other one? Who scored the penalty against us? Come on, Nigel. Against us? Yeah. It was a oh, penalty. I don't know. Jody Morris? No, it wasn't. No, I can't no. remember it is. The big guy. The big guy. Big forward for Chelsea. What, uh, um, Flo. Hassel, Hassel Bank. Oh, Hassel, Hassel Bank. Bank. Yeah, Hassel Bank. Anyway, it was a draw. Um, did you watch it, uh, Nigel? No. No, all right. <laughs> Great for having you on today. Um, I've seen stop. bits of it. I oh, can, I can can bluff it. Um, we, <laughs> were, we went, didn't we, John, uh, along with... We did. George, we had a lovely day uh, in the corporate boxes. Um, who did we bump into? John Bumfluff and uh, um, uh, Colin, Spice. Colin, yeah, he's... Colin Pratt, wasn't it? Was it? I can't oh, remember. Late. Colin Pass, a past or something, and John Bumstead. No, I don't know. Well, we never heard of him. I think it was Pascal, yeah. Yeah, Colin Pascal, I think. And uh, I've heard and, of John Bumstead. John Bumstead, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, before we start with the football, we had a lovely we had a lovely bit of roast lamb, uh, followed by <laughs> uh, a lovely pasta dish. Well, you had the pasta dish. What's it called? Gnocchi? Gnocchi. Gnocchi. Uh, and then we had a lovely bit of plum crumble. Um, followed by uh, followed by a cheese dish. So it's, it's not a food food podcast. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Anyway, yeah. let's talk about the game. Uh, we I were... say I, I probably wouldn't have gone if I wanted, didn't get given a free ticket and having a free lunch. So it was. Let's, let's be honest. Since we're Surrey boys, it's far easier to get to Chelsea than it is to get to Stratford, isn't it, John? It's closer, yeah. <laughs> but it shows you how dedicated we are, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It does. It's all right for you, local lads, Nigel. Yeah. Yeah, that's us. <laughs> he don't, he don't go then. Uh, right, protest. Talk to us about the game, John. Talk to us about your experience, including starting with the tremendous Ray Wilkins tribute. Well, yeah, we were sat down ready for that, weren't we? And it was quite. I mean, our fans. It's quite funny being on the uh, behind enemy lines, so to speak, for a game like that. Especially there because we were so loud. I, we went there last season, was it, Sean, or earlier this season? You got a couple of tickets for a, yeah, an for, Arsenal, for Chelsea Arsenal, yeah, a Chelsea game for through someone for. And they, I know we went there and people said how loud us, but we were so loud, our fans, yeah, it was really loud. But they were the first ones to start the old chance of one way Wilkins there. Yeah, they the were. Ferry. Yeah, before the Chelsea boys, and they outsung yeah. Chelsea. Uh, for the whole game, really, it was a really a bit. We were singing one nil. You still don't sing, and it, uh, um, the three thousand West Ham fans were real credit. West Ham away army, as usual. There may be a reason yeah, for that. Come cool. what? Well, we took three boatloads of West Ham fans. Yeah. So I reckon that's six to seven hundred West Ham fans sailed down the Thames on as much beer as you could drink. On a oh, really? three and a half hour boat rides. <laughs> so. Well, you've seen when we scored the goal. I thought some of those people were going to fall over from the top. There, there were limbs everywhere. Yeah, so they were really. Yeah, limbs. It was right scenes when we scored, but and they they were so so loud. And I mean, we sat 
Yeah, in that area there, you're right next to it. And there's people sitting next to us going, oh, listen to them. They can't, you know, how stupid. They're still singing from Upton Park. They don't even, you know. And it was when we scored and we couldn't help but jump up, they were saying stuff like that a bit louder. And I was just like laughing in their faces. We were in a neutral. I mean, it is technically, it's not really a, it's just like a neutral area. There was a few West Ham around us, weren't they? But oh, there was quite they a few asked West us Ham to uh, be discreet in in the uh, in the corporate area. So yeah, but so talk us through the first half. Tom. Well, as far as the game goes, uh, yeah, I thought we we were steady through the game. We didn't look in the first half like we were going to challenge much. On that, which had a good ball come over his shoulder, which I think if he'd have hit first time, which um, maybe bit more confidence but he's got a lot of confidence I didn't know why he didn't have a go but uh, yeah they they were clearly better than us up front their players interchanged their like sort of missing of balls passing balls flicks and step overs and stuff they were so fast but we've done really well to keep them sort of under wraps for large parts of the game Declan Rice was outstanding yeah um Joe Hart was had a really good game. He saved the world. He then let a little, like a little trickle ball, just sort of tapped in where they all missed it, run past him, which was a bit disappointing. But you know they had two offside goals, which were rightly offside, disallowed. Yeah. And uh, of course we scored a pretty decent goal and could have had Seems. a penalty. Yeah, absolutely. So. <laughs> You know, when you look at it in the round, I know we walked out of there feeling, like you say, it did feel, you know, like a bit of a victory, really. Yeah, but yeah. Mark Noble said that in his interview, actually. He's, he actually said, we won at Chelsea. He went, oh, well, it feels like a win, but of course we drew. Yeah. It feels like a win. Well, sort, and it did feel like a win. I saw sort of 10 or 15 minutes, it was really back and forward stuff. And, yeah, you know, we could have we could have nicked it. Very nervous. But, um, I've, yeah. you know, I've, I've, I've heard, seen some reports saying how they were sort of, a far superior to us and things like that. Well, essentially they were up front. Their attacking force was far superior, but they didn't break us down and they didn't really sort of like, they just weren't clinical enough, were they? So they, they, we had a, we had a few misplaced passes. Um, Fernandez didn't have a great game. He had an awful game. Sort of blows hot and cold. Um, Mario wasn't particularly involved much, but, um, sort of thought Arnautovic was going to sit out after a while. He seemed to pull up again. But, you know, he, he seemed to make it through the game. So, yeah, yeah. overall, I'd say it was, it seemed like a victory. It was a well-deserved point. Our fans were an absolute credit. And yeah. the, the the noise, it was, real, it was a real eye-opener being the other side of the fence. Yeah, and they, we were and they didn't like it. People around us were. It was no, they, they didn't like it. It was agitating them, and they were like really trying every kind of insult without any credibility that they could come up with, and it was just quite amusing, really. Who was your man of the match? Uh, I walked away from there thinking it was Declan Rice, to be honest with you, but I, I yeah. can understand how Joe Hart got it. Because yeah. you know when you see you know, his last that fingertip save onto the post which was down the other end from us. You see that yeah. close up, it was an outstanding save. Um, but when he made that worldy in the first half and then let that one trickle pass, we all sort of said, well, yeah. that's kind of typical, didn't we? Yeah. 
But so, yeah. big question. Uh, Full time. Uh, that is little pies. Which do you like, the cheeky beef or the lamb and mint pea? <laughs> Which one? I was with the lamb. I was. I thought the lamb was the nice, lamb. Yeah. The lamb and mint pea. Yeah, I did. Oh, and the Guinness and a pint of Guinness. Yeah. Uh, quick stat attack. Obviously, just just to show what what the stats were. Uh, obviously, they had sixty percent of the possession to our 40 they had 23 shots six on target to our five shots two on target but you know like you said first half we stood firm you know they didn't take their chances two offside we had a few chances i thought um as you said declan rice just played an absolute worldie uh and out played really well too but like john i thought he was injured he, he took a knock early on and he seemed to be uh, almost shaking his hand, don't pass to me, um, like he couldn't run anymore. And I was really surprised that um, Moyes didn't pull him off earlier. We didn't pull him off at all. Um, so, I don't know. We'll see if he plays at Stoke. Most people sort of get take, um, taken off, not really pulled off. But <laughs> when he did take, when he took Mario off, didn't he? He was shaking his head, Mario, and pointing to an out of it. I, I thought Mario and... Um, uh, uh, Fernandez didn't play very well, as as you say, and and Hart probably the best game Hart ever had in uh, in a in a West Ham shirt. Um, if he could play like that every time, then he would get a a a, a, con- a permanent contract with West Ham. Yeah, you, it was interesting. Yeah, God, sorry. What really showed up as well when he brought Hernandez on, it showed because they've done it in the past. How Anatovic and Hernandez link. Yeah. And they, they are dangerous together. Yeah, well, I'm going to say... So, um, Slavin Bilic was doing some commentary for Sky. He actually slagged off both Anatovic and uh, Fernandes, saying that they shouldn't have... They were at fault for the that, that sloppy goal and that they should have remembered their finan- uh, their defensive duties. I don't know if that's fair or not. I haven't seen the replay for that. Um, but one thing you would have missed watching on the TV, and we'll come to you next, Nigel, is uh, Hernandez. So we're having a bit of fun. So Evra was running up and down, right, playing with the crowd. And what we were singing, they or they were singing, they had a new song. We love this game. We love this game. We love this game. Oh, that's, I'm probably not doing it any service whatsoever, am I, John? But it was, we love this yeah. game. Uh, and yeah. Evra was... You got, it. you got it in essence. That's what it was. Um, but Hernandez, Chicorito, Little P, was not having any of it. He wouldn't look any of the West Ham fans in the eye. He wouldn't clap. He wouldn't look at them. He looked completely pissed off in the first and second half and and, and just looked completely disinterested. Um, I know he came on and scored a goal, maybe to prove a point. I don't think he's very much long for this. Uh, it's a great, great finish. It was a great finish. But I still don't think I don't think there's any love there. I know he came out afterwards <coughs> and said he wants to, uh, you know, wants to fight West Ham and everything. But what else is he going to say? Well. So uh, only thing is, Nigel, um, try and if you didn't watch the game, you weren't there. Try and make something up and see if it will sound half intelligent. <laughs> yeah. I must admit, I hope they turn up and when push comes to shove just fell apart at the end. You know, I don't know what he was doing. I just, if he could... Who fell apart? McElroy. Um, 
I just thought Rory could really add a chance to... Oh, yeah, because you were watching the Masters. This is not sorry. a golf podcast, oh, mate. Oh, sorry, sorry. I forgot what I was... He was, he was watching the Masters. <laughs> to be fair to me, I caught some of the first half and I listened to the second half um, in the car. Uh, I saw some of the highlights that I flicked through. I didn't think it was a penalty at the end. I thought um, Kante got the ball. Uh, and no, no, no. Look at the replay. I've look at the replay. It Luckily, definitely 100% a penalty. Uh, you don't know what you're talking about. Um, uh, Arnautovic's foot was, he might have, Arnautovic got his foot between the, yeah, and the ball. Yeah, it was never, a, for me, that ain't, a, that, that's, home team. I can tell you why, thank God you're not a, a, because a referee. Because where, where the referee was stood behind him, you could see it looked like Canty knocked yeah. the ball away from him. But I don't think he did. I think, oh, I I think, think it was. there was a bit of both there, to be fair. It was one of them you just don't... You don't get them because there's so much in that. And I'll tell you what, VAR couldn't couldn't tell you if that was a penalty or not because it was one of them, literally was a 50-50. So I saw the chance that in the first half on that, which if he'd have hit it, dropped over his shoulder, could have hit it first time, decided to control it and got crowded out. I mean, it sounded like the, the the best part of it, listening to it on the radio, was the last 10 minutes or since when we scored. That was the most nervous part of it. Well, no, because it's it, it was a bit end-to-end. It was, yeah. And then until the last, like, three minutes and then with the, the five minutes of injury time when basically we decided to... Um, we got a bit of criticism for a corner that we had and we basically did nothing with it. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah, just kicked it in a keeper. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. Which, which if you're going to do that, you might as well have bodies up there. Try and, me, I always prefer to try and win the game. Yeah. In, and our point is good. We know we've got Stoke coming up. We know that Southampton and Stoke realistically ain't going to catch us. So we could have showed a bit more ambition. And I think Moyes has morphed into another Allardyce <laughs> to me. False so, nine. So, f- false manager. Um, so, Ooh. you know, I, 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 I give paying his wages, he's kept his up. And I don't know, I'm on the fence at the moment. Let's, let's see how he finishes the season. Well, he's, he's going he's gonna to be our manager next season. He's staying. He ain't going anywhere, is he? Yeah. So, that's, that's anything more to say on the game? No. No. So let's yeah. move on to season ticket renews, uh, renewals because they've just been announced. I'm sure you got in early and you've already renewed yours, John. Well, I've got in early with my email I got from the club. I've had it, but I haven't renewed right. it yet. No. Um, and how about you? Uh, well, it's special because not only did I get email, I got a text today. Nigel. Yes, so did I. Season ticket renewals are now open. As a band five yeah. season ticket holder, cheapskate, you can access a price freeze when you renew for two years. So, you have to do that by a particular date, though, don't you? I don't you? know, actually, because I haven't looked. Yeah, I do. I, I think it's early, sometime in April. We've got till June to hold on to our money. But my two years, I think, still cheaper than your one year, isn't it? And yeah, you it only is. sit 35 rows oh. in front of me. Yeah, yep. that's about half a mile, though, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Only upwards. 
You, you <laughs> sit in the flats, though, don't you? You sit in the flats in Green Street. No, if we, Green if we were at the bowling, I'd road. be sitting in the flats uh, on Priory Road. The other side. <laughs> I'd, uh, so... Let me tell you, and let's see what you let's let's have a discussion about. I did a poll on Clarence Hugh, six hundred ninety-three season ticket holders. I asked the question: Are you going to renew? Do you plan to renew your season ticket? Only fifty-one percent said yes. Uh, interestingly, twenty-six percent said no, and at the moment, another twenty-three percent say undecided. So. Do you think I'm um, I'm a bit wary of this? So so that means twenty six percent saying no. That's going to be about thirteen thirteen thousand people. Do you do you think it will come to that, or people are a bit brave at this point? I mean, you said this, Nigel. You know, you said you weren't going to go for the rest of the season, and you went, oh, "What am I going to do on a Saturday?" <laughs> exactly. Yes. Um, I've, it, it, I think it depends on the finish. I think there's a lot of people upset out there uh, at, the, at the the way the move's gone and everything around the march and the way it was cancelled and everything else. When push comes to shove, I think there's a lot of worry about that waiting list as well because the, the, is it real or isn't it? Now, if the waiting list is, is real, I would imagine that renewals would be high because people would be worried about giving up and not getting it. Where if it's proven so that the waiting list is rubbish, as we all believe, then I reckon the non-renewals would be high, because people would think, well, we'll just pick and choose our games. I mean, let's get this right. At the moment now, for all this sellout every week and all this waiting list and all this membership list, we get an email today saying we can buy two adult tickets for Stoke for 40 quid and it's kids for a quid. Yeah. So that don't come across. Now, I know it's because it's a Monday night game and everything. Yeah. But I, 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 and I think a lot of that's to do with it as well, the fact that how many Saturday three o'clock games have we had? Five? Probably about three or four. Yeah. It, there's a lot of people that bought tickets that live a long way away that can't make rearranged games. Like mm. John in Surrey, struggling a bit. <laughs> I always trudge in there, I tell you, with a blooming scowl on my face. Bloody oh, sky, sorry. Oh, bloody sky. You know, I don't like thinking you out, Joe. I thought I'd have to get that one in. Um, <laughs> but, you know, so I think there's a lot of that to, to do with it as well. It does mess up a lot of people's plans and they think, well, why should we bother? Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me t- let me tell you what I asked um, Karen Brady at the, in this uh, February SAB. So I asked this question. Funny enough, the minutes aren't available for that SAB meeting. But I asked this very question. I hope it's going to be in the minutes. I said, can you give me the real number? It's been 50,000 for a long time. And I said to Karen, what's the real number? And I think um, Nicola Kay, head of ticketing, answered 48,000. Well, wait, that's and a waiting right, list good. you're talking about. On the waiting list, a verified waiting list, forty-eight thousand. It's gone down to forty-eight thousand because I kept on saying, "Well, it's all been always been said fifty thousand. So, right, so, okay. Here's my second question: Do you count the claret members in that forty-eight thousand? So the rumor is, you know, you've got you've counted twice claret members and maybe twenty-five thousand, and then you know another twenty-three thousand 
And they said, no, the Claret members are completely separate. 48,000 are people who have paid a tenner that have not got a season ticket yet. All right. So I said, right, fine. Okay. Here's my next question. Well, just to add to that, quickly, yeah. Yeah. What you got to remember is a lot of those people paid a tenner when we were still at the bowling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So this is important, my next question. So my next question was, so what they said is, we are now contacting the first 5,000 people in the list. So it shows you how many they think might not renew again. They think it will be about 10%. And we're asking them whether they still want a season ticket. Yeah. Now, I did ask. I said, if they say no, do they still stay on the list? The answer is yes. You stay on the list for life. If you pay £10, you stay on the list for life, even if you don't want one right now. Right. So you could ask later. So that might be some of the problem. Once you pay £10, you're on for life. Even if you turn down the option of a season ticket this season, you'll be on for life. But what they've said is they plan to contact everybody on the 48,000 list and ask them if they're still interested in a season ticket. So over the course of the next, before next season, they said they want to contact everyone. And they also said they're working on a system so everybody knows what number they are in a list. So soon, when this system comes in, they promised it will come in. If you join the season ticket, pay a tenner and join the season ticket now, you should be 48,022 or whatever. That's what they said at the SAB meeting. The minutes haven't been published yet. Over five weeks after I asked those questions, whether Nikki Kay, head of ticketing, and Karen Brady told the truth. I'm just the messenger. I'm just repeating what they what they said. Thanks. Well, we will find out if people. I think people. You know, they they found five thousand people last time to replace the the five thousand who they? didn't renew. Yeah, they did. So why why is the place so empty every week? Well, because people like um, Nigel don't you don't put their seats on on ticket exchange. <laughs> And we saw yesterday, by the way, Nigel, we saw loads of modern football. Modern foot, Yeah, but you often don't use a seat next to you. Part of the problem. Um, And you won't be using it on Monday. No, I won't. Um, So when we were at Chelsea, although it doesn't show up so much because they're blue seats, uh, we saw loads and loads of empty seats. Sunday afternoon, modern football, people not reselling their seats and leaving them empty. Did we not, John? Oh, there was quite a lot of empty seats high up, yeah. Yeah. So I'll ask the question. John, do you plan to renew? I'm going to spend one e- Well, you're not going on Monday then, Nigel, next Monday? No, um, my son's just come out of hospital. So um, I'm thinking because it's on telly, it'll be easier. All right. But you can use his seats, though, John. You can yeah. go up there and use his seats. I was going to go. I'm yeah. going to have a mooch around in your area. I might. I might go up to band five, on yeah. the premise that I become part. Of, down. Go down. Down. down band five, and then become part of the problem, Sean. Because what yeah. I I am disillusioned as as quite a lot I of people you. are. I I'm not very keen on the stadium and all that goes with it, and. I am a little bit loath just to give up what I've done for so many years on a Saturday, just like that. Yeah. So, if, but for yeah. half the price. But if I come and pay, because that's what it is, pay that sort of money, I feel I can pick and choose a bit and do what I want, and yeah. I won't feel so obliged to trudge up there on a Monday night and on a yeah. 
Saturday morning at, for 12 o'clock kickoffs and the Saturday coming up where we're going to be kicking off at 7.45 Saturday nights. All these things. To be fair though, John, you've always got rid of a ticket. You've never not got rid of a ticket. When you've wanted to get rid I of it. I have not got rid of tickets twice in the past. Oh, yeah. really? I didn't know that. Yeah. But, yeah. But also, you know, you feel, you do feel obliged, don't you? Because, you know, we, I mean, all said and done, we, we got decent seats. We got a decent view. And, uh, yeah, my sort of feel, you've bought your ticket, you should go. But it's not even just the stadium, is it? It's, it is the sort of 12, 15 kickoffs on a Saturday morning. You know, just all these sort of things. I'll tell you what, John, and on art, mate, it's an odd thing to give up, though. Yeah, I know. I know. And that is, that is why... That's kind of my option. I'm going to go up there and have a, have a nose about and see whether I can do that or whether I'll just bite the bullet and go again. I can't, I yeah. don't think I can at this stage just walk away. Yeah. George, George said he's going to renew, but he, he may go to band five. Nigel, are you renewing? Yes. And so am I. Yeah. So there you go. We're, we're um, I, I think, We'll see how many don't renew. I think it will be about the 10%. Here's a little something, and this is something for listeners, right? You might know somebody. I, I, can't, I, won't, I won't be unfair to say the person's name, but this person emailed me this afternoon. Um, this person is a West Ham fan, and they emailed me and say, um, my offices are moving abroad, um, and uh, I've completely forgot about my West Ham season tickets. Um, but the club are being very difficult about cancelling my membership because I don't know if you know, but if you have... Um, Is he corporate? Uh, yeah, Club so London. So he had three. to agree for three Well, he hasn't paid for three years in no, advance. You have to agree. He, he agreed. He says, I have got two Club London season tickets. The seats are incredible. Three rows behind the away dugout with access to the bowling bar. He says... I just wondered if you know anyone that might be interested. Shh, this is an off-air discussion. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> well, you're going to announce the price. No, no, I'm not going to announce oh, the right. price. Right. Go on. But he says, West Ham seem happy if I can find someone to take the season tickets over and transfer it into their names, but they won't take it back. I think the points he's making is, well, if there's such a waiting list for Club London, how come he's got to find someone to transfer these Perhaps because um, there weren't a waiting list for Club London. Perhaps the... Oh, yeah. maybe. And, and this is the thing that people on the waiting list have got to find. I bet there's a higher renewal rate in band five than any other band because you'll find a lot of people there will think, you know, fuck it, for 300 quid, 15 quid or 16 quid a game, as it works out, I'll keep renewing and pick yeah. and choose my games. You know, there's... there's yeah. Well, loads of empty seats. If, someone, if we've got some rich West Ham fans who want a couple of um, Club London uh, tickets transferred into their name, uh, give message me and I'll put you in touch with this uh, This guy who's moving. So I'll give you 300 quid then. Fuck it. Yeah, you won't, you won't renew band <laughs> five. Think, you can have yeah, more money. It doesn't work like that. I won't renew with band Actually, five just to keep this seat. Well, I'll give you 300 quid. <laughs> right. Well, you... It, 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 Bite your hand off for 300 quid. I'll tell you why. Because it's direct debit. So he hasn't paid any money up front. It's direct debit. He needs to transfer it into someone else's name. They take it out per month. Oh, oh. fuck that. What, it so it's face value. 
face value. You can you can pay three hundred quid and walk forward and sit in them seats. Sometimes who'd want to do that? Ooh, ooh. Not with the, anyway. Not, not with the uh, new. Not with barriers. the new barriers. I know. And the, and the high security. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um... I've got another story about that, but I'm going to keep that for another time. Relegation. Uh, bookies, 365, overnight after last night, have us at 25 to 1 to go down now. Does that mean we're safe, yes. Nigel? You're a bookie man. You're a yes. betting man. Yeah. Yeah? You think that's I it? Think we're, it was, we're I think it was all safe. down to the Southampton win because we're playing the teams around us. Lose against Southampton, fall into the bottom three, even the point against Chelsea would have probably kept us in the bottom three if we'd have lost to Southampton. So, therefore, actually, the fact that we beat Southampton, as I said last week, they've got to win two or three more games that we're going to win. They ain't going to do it. Would, would you know what the odds are? West Brom are now 1-2,000 to 2000 odds on. Uh, I see they got turned down for... So standing. Uh, or yeah. standing standing today. Stoke are one to five on. So obviously the book is thinking they're going down. And actually Southampton are odds on, but ten to eleven for the drop. Next is Huddersfield, five to four. Swansea thirteen to two. Crystal Palace at nine to one. And finally Brighton that's above us is twenty to one to get demoted. I got a, sh- we, I got a bad run in to Brighton. One. I know we've got we've got yeah. United City and Arsenal, but they've got a very bad run in. What a difference a month, mate. You know when we lost to Burnley 
Remember that game? Book has made us nine to four for the drop. I don't remember that game. Anything happened? Yeah. You you were in front of the director's box. Oh, that was you as well, yeah. Yeah. Journal Still people East. getting banning letters. We were talking last week of, of other people getting banning letters. People who are still saying, we well, we weren't there. It wasn't us, etc. So, Well, um, they can do what they like now. They've got us all back on side as far as they're concerned. Yeah. It's all around the bridge. We've won a game. It'll yeah. all go we're away. safe now. So we, do you believe we're safe now, John? That's it. Uh, I'll, well, we're six points above Southampton. You, you know, if yeah. you... Seven points it, above um, uh, Stoke. But look so. at the goal difference. It's it's almost like seven points above Southampton. Yeah, you, 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 rationally, you'd think probably. But I, I'm, I've, I would feel definitely if we beat Stoke. So I, I've, I'd be happier because I'm, I'm not really a, pes- a positive, am I? I'm a bit of a pessimist. So you are. I'd like I did to... say, oh, I forgot to mention because you weren't here last week having your perm. Um, did you not say to me at South before the Southampton game that you wanted West Ham to go down? I said I'd be happy if West Ham go down. I, I can take that. I'm used to it, and I don't think the board would be able Actually, to. Actually, I think George backed you up on that. And if I, if I go a bit further to throw Nigel under the bus as well, I think Nigel agreed with that listen, as well. You ain't throwing well, me under the bus because I'll openly admit that I'd said that a relegation. It's an occupational hazard. It don't bother me. It doesn't affect will I attend or will I not. I, I'm just as happy watching West Ham wish. playing Rotherham as I am watching them play Man City. Maybe I'm being unfair, but it's almost like you wanted us to go down, all, all three of you, to teach the board a lesson. Or am I? have I got that completely wrong? Uh, I was asked a question by someone who comes with us who's not really a fan. He sort of, sort of, you know, what do you think? Are you going to go? Are we going to get relegated? Is this going to be? And I said, and I said, I don't really care if we get relegated. I'm, I can deal with that. I was like Nigel. I'll still come. I'll still whatever. I said it will hurt them more, and it really sort of like go against everything that they've said, and it really like a punch in the nose for them if we weren't relegated. That's what yeah. I was saying. I think Fair you're enough. a bit harsh saying that Sean ain't a fan, no, John. Just <laughs> well, you, you Sean just, used to be a fan. You just added him. He's not really a fan. But Sean, Sean used to come <laughs> watch the games. Sean don't really do that anymore. Sean just comes. He's a people watcher. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's a journalist. Well, I've been asked to talk to the BBC World Service to an interview this weekend. Um, so you're going to put Ian on Dale that? Sent me that yeah, it's the BBC World Service talking about how the East End has changed. So what the what fuck do you know about the East End of London? Oh, my life. Uh, which voice are you going to use? You've got about three different voices. This is the BBC the World Service. Well, actually, I'm in... Um, uh, I'm in the IB for this Friday, so uh, I won't be doing this. Friday. I can, May, I can maybe. Yes, uh, Isha has, has, has changed quite widely. Uh, the bus is now number 12 <laughs> instead of a number 7 when I was a little since, boy going to private school. Since, since <laughs> Chelsea moved their training ground to Oxshot, Isha has changed immensely. <laughs> yes. Lots of them lads running around the place. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, anyway, let's get back to uh, the running order. Make it up, transfer, you? transfer news. Uh, well, let's do a bit of team news first. Um, uh, a little bit of exclusive news. Uh, well, we've just put it on Claire and Hugh. Uh, but Andy Carroll will be on the bench for Stoke. Be careful. The last time he was on the bench, he done his back. 
He, yeah, yeah, but, but he's ready. The saviour has returned. And Linzini's back as well. What? For, I have a feeling, Stoke? though. For Stoke, yeah. Right. So, Lanzini. Um, we need everybody. We need, uh, Well, maybe we don't after you've just said we don't need to win it because we're safe. But it'll be nice to win against Stoke and get to um, 37 points. I would like to win against Stoke. Then I would feel quite comfortable yeah. about our survival. People don't like Stoke, do they? They want Stoke to go down. Anyway, some transfer notes from our side. Nose. Um, Nose. I... Yeah, transfer... From right. my head, you know, little <laughs> little whispers I hear with senior sources. Adrian, as you've probably heard rumours, he could be going back to Spain. Not rated as a number one keeper by Moyes, I hear. Um, Hart, if he could play games like he did on Sunday, he might have a chance, but it'd be on a free transfer whether he we want to pay his basic 110 a week plus bonuses whether i don't think we want to pay that much but we we'll see on whether he's prepared to lower you've seen rumors of Cresswell uh, Sam Allardyce probably wants Cresswell apparently i hear if we get an offer between 12 and 15 million we'll let him go because i quote we've outgrown him um Andy Carroll with any decent Offer comes in for Andy Carroll, be gone. Uh, Mario, it probably won't surprise you. They won't be putting in a bid for Mario. And uh, I think it's unlikely we're going to see Hernandez after the summer as well. Um, and we, we were talking, I was talking separately to both Nigel and John uh, before we came on air. And um, the challenge is, and I'm going to start with Nigel and then I'll go to John. Um, we would have to completely, re if, if all of those went, we'd have to completely real rebuild a team and, and there's a danger in isn't that Nigel doing that there is a danger personally I think we're at a crossroads I've done about next level forget all that nonsense um the, the the team needs a major overhaul uh which needs a lot of money but also the money that we've got looks like needs to be spread over seven or eight players. So therefore that cheapens the quality. Personally, I would be looking at keeping a lot of the players and adding to what we got. Getting rid of the likes of perhaps Evra. Jao Mario's not going to stay. But let's take we're going to lose Jao Mario and we let Hart go. Yeah. We're letting go two yeah. first team players. And because we do this loan scheme, we lose the money yeah. straight away. Or we don't lose money. Well, Mario's not. No, Mario hasn't really no, proved to be anything. Player. Do you, do you, he's not worth the 40 million. Now, see, the thing about Mario no. is the problem he's got is he's got a 37 million buy tag. He's not worth it. All right, let me ask you a question. If we'd have paid £20 million for Mario. Yes. Right or twenty five? Would you be happy I, right I, now? He's about on on market value. He's about a twenty million pound midfield player. Yeah, top whack twenty okay. million. If 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 we'd spent fifteen million on Joe Hart last summer instead of loan, would you be happy right now? Yeah, actually, I would have been. Joe Hart is a top keeper. He proved it against Chelsea. Right. <laughs> the, the problem right. I had with Joe Hart was he came on loan thinking he he was going to use us as a stepping stone to something better. Yeah. and actually, he's yeah. done that. Now, there's another thing on your eyes, and Joe Hart's got to remember. We play Man City again, and he can't play. Yeah. So he's going to be dropped again. Yeah, true. 
So we're going to have to go back to yeah. Adrian. So he, Joe Hart only lost his place in the team originally off the back of Adrian's performance away at Man City when Hart couldn't play. Yeah. So yeah. that would be quite... F- okay. All right. Let's bring in John. Um, John, uh, from what I said, uh, any concerns of of, of a, a clear out that we just talked about? And is, is there danger in trying to replace all those at the same time, including probably we we know we need some midfielders. But yeah, I mean, I, there are players that can't... I mean, I, for one, would... If we're not likely to get any offers in for Andy Carroll, you know, he's on... What's he on, Sean? 90 grand a week or something? 90... No, 85 basic yeah, like, plus, I mean, plus other... He's got a year left on his contract. Well, I would cancel yes, that yeah. mutual and let him go and, you know, get, get all your money together and buy two or three quality players. That's what we actually yeah. need to do. I wouldn't let Hernandez go. I, I, honest, I, I honestly believe that Hernandez and Anatovic playing off each other up front is quite, it's quite formidable. And if oh, they... It leaves you weak in midfield, though. Well... That's the problem. It's formidable, like I was going to say, if it's formidable when we're playing the teams there and around us. Mm-hmm. You, know, you wouldn't play that, obviously, against your cities and all that. But mm. we've seen it. We've seen it. We've seen them when they've before he got injured when they two got together. They were scoring goals, and it was even more when they had Lanzini there as well, wasn't it? When he was with them, so it's, it's they've not really played together that much. There must be a way of keeping because Arnautovic is, is working harder. He's doing a lot more for a team, keeping him tucked in behind Hernandez. I could, I think they could form quite a good partnership. But I can't see David Moyes playing that kind of attacking football. So maybe you're right. Maybe he doesn't fit in our team. Mm. But I personally would try and make him fit in the team and sort of build it back from there. But we do. We, yeah. we need some quality. Well, we, we need be, a couple of quality midfielders. I don't know about Reese Oxford. I mean, Declan Rice has pro- proven his worth. He's sort of cemented his place. Oh, he's, he's going to get a big pay rises as, as we wrote in Clarence Hugh earlier and it was repeated everywhere he's going to go from two and a half grand a week to 40 grand a week and good luck to him he deserves it the difference between Declan Rice and Reese Oxford is that um, Declan has done it in the first team and played international football one man in a match for the Republic of Ireland first team heaps load of praise West Ham went wrong with Reese Oxford because he was 16, had one good game against Arsenal and threw money at him. And then just kept banging him. You keep banging good players on loan in championship teams, you might turn them into a championship player. Declan Rice has played and stayed and played in the Premier League and become yeah. a Premier League player. I mean, people... People have, uh, I mean, Huey uh, compared him to Bobby Moore. Others have said, you know, they, he reminds them of a uh, Rio Ferdinand. Well, we're not old it, enough, are we, to remember 1958? Yeah. So. Do, do you agree with that? Do you think he's something special? Do you think he's a Rio Ferdinand or a Bobby Moore of that kind of ilk that he could be really, really special? I think, I think, yeah, I think he's he's got the, the roots of that player. Whether he blossoms... That's yeah. up to him. We, we've seen far a lot of players play as good as that and then fade away. But hopefully yeah. this boy seems to add... If you watch him when he's playing the game and it's picked up more on TV than when you're there, you yeah, can see him talking point. to the other players. 
He's got leadership. He's got leadership quality. This boy, yeah. for me, should be groomed to take over the captaincy in a couple of years. Yeah, he's got, he has got it all right. about him. He I does. Right. I mean, he does remind yeah. you a bit of the Ferdinand. It's not so much of the the flair that yeah. Ferdinand had. The flair. It's the yeah. It's the, the level of composure and level of maturity yeah. for his age. But you know, I. Like yeah. you say, we've seen. I've seen Reese Burke have games that are it's incredible, and you sort of think this boy should be in the first team. You know, but he's not been given that chance. Reese, the Re, uh, Declan Rice has been given the chance. He got kept. Reese Burke has not been given that chance of yeah. coming in and playing. Reese Oxford hasn't been given that chance. No, that's what I mean. But that, it's their management, isn't it? Yeah. And, you know, it makes you wonder that when they're still Ginger hasn't been. Is he getting a contract or not getting a contract? Have they said to Reese Oxford, go back to Germany for the rest of the season, come back next season, you're in the first team squad? No, he said, I want to go back to Germany. I think it was the other way around. Exactly. Anyway, we, guys, we've got to move on. Um, we will talk about transfers, but without a director <laughs> of football. Quickly, what about that um, Fulham think, bloke um, sitting behind yeah. the dugout? Was, was he in Tom Kearney? Was, yeah. Was he in yeah, the West Ham bit? Was he? Tom Kearney. I'm going to talk about transfers. I'm going to talk about transfers next week. So I'm going to line them up, what I've heard from West Ham transfers, you know, because they're still scouting, they're still one. looking, the even though there's not a there for us. Oh, right. It was a bit, yeah. it was a bit dubious, wasn't it? It's a bit of a funny yeah. turn out, it? It was. stupid, isn't it? I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Just down the road, he just fancied a day out and he was sitting just behind uh, David Moyes. Complete coincidence. Uh, anyway, uh, it's time for this. It's Facebook Twitter question time again. Uh, I said earlier, podcasting at 7.40pm-ish to talk about Chelsea, Chelsea and more Chelsea. Thanks for the four, four points, guys. And then look forward to Stoke. Send in your questions, statements of facts, shout-outs or rants to us before 8pm. And as we record this, it's now 20 to 9. Ricky Gayla says... Would safety vindicate the Bulls decision to sell AU and Font without bringing in replacements? I'm no fan of theirs, but agreed with the sales, seeing as we would not have any comparative offers in the summer. Having said that, I'm worried we won't see the money spent. How confident are you that it will be in the summer? That's what that's got to be for you, Nigel. Would it vindicate the Bulls decision to sell AU and Font if we stayed up? I don't know about vindicate. They, they, they've took a gamble and they've they, 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 they've won because you, you, we know that we only get rubbish as Fonproof's actually a bit harsh maybe, but yeah. that's what you get when you buy in January. And I've always argued about spending big money in January that it's never value for money. Mm. So as long as they spend it and, and they don't take any interest or loan repayment back, <laughs> which we won't know, yeah. uh, then yes, I suppose they are. All right, John, second part of the question. Will, they, will we get to spend the money in the summer? How confident are you? They will figure out a way of making it look like they've spent it, but they probably won't be spending it all, will they? I'm sure they will take some out. Right. Okay. Ed Hughes says, if Hart is available at bargain basement price, is he worth a shot next year? Well, he'd be on a free, by the way. I, I guess he means wages. Um, put a strong team in front of him and he raises our game, saved us 
the draw against Chelsea. So, John, let's start with you. Uh, Hart, for you, if he's... Uh, if well, it's we, we discussed this yesterday, didn't we? We did discuss this yesterday. I know, our listeners weren't there, though, John. Yeah, we sort of... Yeah, OK, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> we, we said yesterday that, you know, Adrian is going and that Hart is clearly a quality keeper. He's just been out a real bad couple of years of form. Now, if he was to find his form and we could get him on a free and at acceptable wages, he's, he would be worth keeping. Okay. All right, let's move on. Balumi says, good performance. Hope for a win versus Everton and Stoke with a draw to Leicester and one of Man U or Arsenal. Hopefully they can sell Andy Carroll and use the money for McHale-type replacement. I still like... Thurlin, is it? Out of the French League. I don't know that. F, uh, sorry, T-H-A-U-Vin. Um, Nigel, uh, do, you, do you think a win against Everton and Stoke and a draw against Leicester and either Man United or Arsenal is possible? Many things possible, isn't it? Whether it's they, probable. Do, all right. Do, and do you think they can sell AC? I know John put his view on this earlier. Um... I don't know what you'd get for him personally. It, I, I don't know. I'm sort of sitting right, If you don't know, we're going to move no, on. I don't. I'll tell you <laughs> what, Nick I want to have a go about French football. Bloody Marseille go lost on. me 200 quid yesterday. Thank you, no. Dimi Payet. Got subbed off after 65 minutes. You waste of space. No, no shouldn't be betting on him. Uh, Nick Harvey says, good performance from Hart, Zabaleta, Rice or Bonner. Uh, Anatovic worked his socks off. Clinical finish from Hernandez. A win against Stoke could see us safe. Masses overhaul of the squad needed in the summer. We need a keeper, possibly two. Centre-back, right and left packs. Holding midfielder, a striker as a minimum. Add to that someone who can play wide, as I'd like a replacement for an Antonio too. Now the season ticket news have been announced. No doubt we'll be linked with everyone under the sun. Uh, so uh, we, we are. Who did I ask last? Uh, I think it was John. So let's ask Nigel. Um, is that right? Two, uh, two keepers, that's, that's and centre back, right and players. Left back? Now let's say let's let's <laughs> yeah. overestimate and say we're going to spend hundred million. Yeah, divide that by eight. That's nearly what twelve million, twelve and a half million yeah. a player. What does yeah, that buy up? So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's the, where we no. were talking earlier about the a complete yeah. overall the squad is needed, but it's a gamble because of what you bring in. And he yeah. just needs to buy two or three yeah. good quality yeah. and let let make some cuts and some savings where they can, but don't let everyone go. We're desperate okay. in the midfield. You know, I mean, yesterday we was, our bench was like so weak, potentially decent. You know, I think Cullen is worth a, keeping in the first team squad. But we'll see. So next one to John. Ed Hawthorne says, glad to see Chiarty playing well again. How much do you think the mayhem comments have affected his form? I can't remember the mayhem comments. Was that the African player kind of comments? Well, I think there was, there was some discussion that people don't know what's gone on in his personal life and Noble's helped him through it. So we don't really know. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, you know more than me. Do you know anything about this, no. Nigel? Oh, okay. I, I feel Clarence Hughes' story coming on. Um, oh, Chris Hooper says, we are so lucky everyone is getting carried away. Uh, if we'd lost by four, no one could have complained. Moyes has to go. Ooh, 
Nigel. I don't know in the way. He's not far off from the truth, is he? We rode our luck, but then that's football, isn't it? So, you know, it's all about taking yeah. the chances. Moyes has to go, yes or no? I'm holding till let's see how we, we play in the, in the last lot of games before I make that decision. John, Karen Moyes Brady, has to Karen go. Brady has to go. She's still writing her news article and stuff. Karen Brady yeah, has I'll to go. Yeah, I vote for that. Oh, but, but, but does Moyes have to go? I think I think Moyes is staying. Whether I think he should or not, I don't think he really cares. No one cares, do they? So I think he's staying yeah. and we think you just have to accept that. And you have to hope yeah. that when we're not battling a relegation battle between him and his backroom staff, they try and give us something that we'd like to watch. Yeah. Well, do you know what? We have one last question on Twitter. Shall I do it? And do you know who it's from? Do you know who it's from? Yeah, I do, actually. Go on. Go on. Go and read it um, out. My mate, Canyon Town, Lynn. All right, Lynn. I have a question for the gang. In the spirit of tradition and passion, should we stay up? Well, we will. Would you like to see Millwall join us in the Premier League? Yes. Uh, that, that would be incredible, wouldn't it? It would be. I've got a lot of respect for Millwall lately. With the Isla thing, that Tony Mundy who raised and, and ran from Millwall to um, the bowling ground and then at the Southampton game then ran. He dyed his hair. He did the cross hammer sign. He raised like seven oh, grand. I think he raised nearly you know, 20 grand actually. He, he, you're right. He did. He raised, actually, you're right. He raised 25, including um, uh, gift aid, he raised 25 grand. You know, they're no different to us. We've got to maybe let well, this whole thing you because go. you're from Surrey and I ain't. They're not yeah. me. <laughs> All right, well, let's ask the question back to you, Nigel, because you're actually, you're probably from a Docker family somewhere. So, market traders, um, would you like to see Millwall join it's them? It's a double sword because actually a bit of me would like the rivalry renewed. Yeah. But it'd be off the back of Millwall doing well. <laughs> so, you know, the, the thing about rivalries, you don't want your rivals to do well. And the last thing I'd want is Millwall to come up and do better than us in the Premier League and embarrass us. Yeah. But I would love a Millwall game at the yeah. uh, at London Stadium just to see I'm the Stuart. Sure Can you just imagine the panic that would ensue amongst the Premier yeah. London? Did that the shut blocks one one four one one three one one? Yeah, you could just imagine it, can't you? The, the chaos yeah. it would, yeah. the whole London Assembly yeah. would implode. So, so what do you say, John? What what say you? I tell you, I tell you, it would be, it, I wouldn't be interesting. Put it that way, interesting would do. But I, I agree with Nigel. You don't wish them to succeed and get promoted, but they are on an upward trajectory. So I wouldn't say no. Let's not have them up there because if it happened, I would welcome it. Okay. Well, thanks for that, uh, Len. And uh, and don't forget to, if you haven't seen it yet, little plug for our friend Len. Go and and watch, uh, what's it called? Pure Gold, the musical, um, yes. including um, Nigel doing. Do you just do, um, do pie mash sweets? No, you don't do sweet stall. Oh, oh yes. You sure you don't do any other bits? Oh, you're the Millwall well, I fan. I the Millwall yeah. fan at the end. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I proudly get the hang, David Gold. <laughs> Off the new yeah. cross. Oh, Excellent. you know, and stick a Millwall at me. 
I like it. I still I like the debt one. I like the debt song. Understandable, understandable. Anyway, yeah, I'll have to send you the clip of me and my excellent, excellent. Let's move on. Let's move on. That's all we've got time for today. But let's go to predictions. We've got a really important time. Uh, I'm coming back for the game. I'm flying back uh, from my beef on Sunday night just to make sure I can make the game on Monday night football for Stoke. I know John loves Monday night football. So let's start with John. Um, <laughs> talking about his predictions for Stoke at the wonderful London Stadium with all the barriers and police and and stewards in, in football boots the, and goggles. In a family-friendly stadium with the welcoming stewarding and yeah. security. Prediction, I please. predict it will be a 2-1 win for the Amers. Nigel. Mark Noble penalty in the last 10 minutes. Now, I know you'll be home chair, armchair at home, but uh, for oh, good reason, for good reason. Yeah, um, after my son. Um, I was thinking 2-1. Arnautovic ain't going to be up for it, really, because it was Mark Hughes that he wanted to shove yeah. it up rather than Stoke. Well, I see, I thought so that you... night as well, but it was the fans that got him in the first place. It was the fans at Stoke that got him riled and he started yeah. running to them. So perhaps... A 2-0 win, West Ham. Okay. Well, I'm going to go for a 1-0 win because I think it'll be a win, and uh, but I think it'll be tougher than we think. So so positiveness around. It'll be optimism. There is. There is. There is. It's only because we're playing Stoke, the second worst so team in the league. I want to know whether I can get the outro right. <laughs> oh, this would be the thing. Could I get the outro right this week? I noticed you edited it last week. Well, I didn't fair. edit it, but we'll see if we get the outro oh. right. So it's goodbye from me, Sean. It's goodbye from John. He's been... Goodbye. Oh, happy, happy, happy. Happy. And goodbye from Nigel. Goodbye. Bobby Moore. Moore Come on, you irons. Fast. Can't believe we got the right one. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.